This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Delaware. Delaware? Oh my gosh, you got a small area. I know. that. I felt very lucky getting that one, actually. For real. I'm worried about when we have to try to get well, those little ones. Okay, so if people go to our Instagram... Mm-hmm at unsolved america mvp they will see the picture of when we throw the darts every time right and if you zoom in you will see that i didn't actually land on delaware proper (laughs) i landed on the word delaware (laughs) in the atlantic ocean (laughs) it's so small we went with it i was like you know what technically technically it it stabbed the the state name i think we're good and when you go look at that picture, make sure to like us. Yes, like and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> that is it. That's, that's all. Um, so in honor of spooky season. Ooh, yes. I did one for that, too. Yes. I have decided to share with you not only an unsolved murder. Okay. But also a case of unsolved phenomena. Ooh. Um, known as the haunting of Woodburn Mansion. So we got a twofer. We got a twofer. And the reason I also did two is because this first one, this case, um, to me is really important because I feel like a lot of minorities, the when they are murdered, uh, they don't get a lot of attention. That is and 100% so facts. I do want to talk about this. It is going to be short, mm-hmm. but I wanted to share the information with you and to talk about Joyner. Uh, her name is Joyner Ondimu. Oh, okay. So uh, Joyner was born on June 1st, 1981 in uh, Kisai District in Kenya. Probably said that wrong. I apologize. <laughs> um, and she later settled in Delaware. She was an active member of her church and an avid volunteer. Uh, she was also a nursing student at Delaware Technical College. Mm-hmm. On February 8th, 2005, Joyner Ondimu was found murdered in her Newark apartment by one of her roommates. She was found by one of her roommates. Oh, okay. I thought you said she was <laughs> murdered by one of her roommates, and I'm like, this should the not way, be on our podcast. <laughs> the way I said it, yes. <laughs> That's why I clarified. Um, so, at the time of her death, Joyner's three cousins were all home in the apartment and claimed to not have heard anything. How? Okay. According to an interview on the Catch My Killer podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, Joyner's long-term friend, Sarita, finds it uh, a little hard to believe that the roommates didn't hear anything or hear anything that happened in Joyner's bedroom. Having stayed the night there herself in the past, Sarita explained that you could often hear full conversations or even movement throughout the entire apartment, even when the door was closed. Yeah, I mean, it's an apartment. Max, like... 1200 to 1500 absolutely i mean i would hope so with four people living there but you never know i mean maybe they were sharing rooms i don't know who knows but But still so another thing that is the the biggest piece of information i should say that that kind of caught me off guard was after her murder all three of her roommates or cousins uh moved back to africa like literally right after not like 
she's dead. They're wrapping up the body. But <laughs> <laughs> bye, I'm leaving. But short, like very shortly after mm. all this happened, I imagine they probably had to be cleared by the police before they could leave the country probably. and things of that nature. But yeah, that seemed a little odd to me that the three essentially only suspects in this case are all gone or witnesses even they don't don't have to be suspects they could be witnesses to what happened yeah um are all now in a foreign country and you said she died by what blunt force trauma yes so joiner passed away from blunt force trauma to the head it was later discovered that her purse was found missing from the apartment but investigators do not believe that robbery was the motive for her murder I mean, blood force trauma, unless she was, like, drugged. Mm-hmm. I feel like there must have been a struggle. Absolutely. Or something. Because it's not like, I mean, I guess if you get hit hard enough, you would knock out the first time. But how if often is that the asleep, case? That's true, too. It depends on who it is, though. Yeah. She was found on the floor of her bedroom. You didn't hear a thud? Exactly. If there was a thud, but I mean. And then the purse being gone is also a little interesting to me. I also associate blunt force trauma um, like murders as I incorporated in with like a crime of passion Mm -hmm. or a crime of opportunity even. Like maybe they saw something that they could have just hit her with. But I feel like to hit somebody repeatedly until they die in the back in the head. Yeah. That's a crime. That's you. You know that person. Yeah. You don't like that person in that moment. Not at all. Well, I mean, if it was somebody who was just coming for robbery, they would just try to get that person to be incapacitated (laughs) for just a moment. Yeah. And then so you can get away. Absolutely. Not repeatedly. Yeah. So that is literally all the information that they have on this case. Which I don't even, um, I wasn't even able to find, like, newspaper articles on, like, what the investigators were doing. I mean, I guess if they didn't really have anything off the jump that they could go off of, it probably just went cold really fast. Yeah. Um, Well, especially if they cleared the three witnesses. Potential witnesses, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems odd that they didn't hear anything. It is. That's very odd. (laughs) <laughs> well, and even neighbors, right? Like, it's this is an apartment complex. If you could hear, like, if you were in your bedroom and you could hear what was going on in the kitchen, I imagine your neighbor on the other side of the wall could probably hear what you're what's happening too. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we used to live in apartments. Yeah, and you can hear anything from around you. Yeah, above you, below you, Absol- to the side. Absolutely. The cupid shuffle, everything. <laughs> So, like I said, unfortunately, this is all the information that they have on the case. If you know anything concerning the death of Joyner Undimu, please contact uh, Detective Brian Shahan uh, or Detective Glenn Davis at 302-395-2781. This is the phone number that they have listed on the Crime Stoppers website. Like, they want information on this case. Yeah. Please, please reach out if you do know something. Yes, please do. All right. Let's get into the second one. Spooky season. Ooh. Tis upon us. So, for over 200 years, reports of paranormal activity have been reported at the Woodburn Mansion in Dover, Delaware. Mm-hmm. 
1965, the state of Delaware purchased the home, and it was made the governor's mansion. Since it was built in the 1790s, the house has been home to many prominent leaders throughout history, including senators, politicians, wealthy farmers, doctors, and it actually was a stop on the Underground Railroad. Oh, cool. So a lot of shit has happened yeah. in, this, in this house. How, how many souls have passed through that house? Absolutely. And I don't mean dead souls, just like people. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you look at images of this mansion, I invite you to like, look it up. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to picture anything but the site of a horror movie. Oh, gosh. With its classic Georgian architecture. Mm-hmm. Overgrown vines covering the face of the house. And then there's several, uh, like, crepe myrtles, boxwoods, and poplar trees that are just, like, spread across, like, the entire property. And they're original to the property, too. So they're huge trees. I mean, that sounds kind of pretty at the same time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um if, the, if that image doesn't give you chills, or like that mental image that you just get, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about knowing that a southern slave raider actually died hanging from a tree that still stands on the property today? Oh, my gosh. How sad. Yeah. Uh, he was a, he was a, yeah. Okay. We'll get into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was, he was looking for the slaves to bring them back. I mean, okay, then it's fine. <laughs> So uh, Dan Cogill was a Quaker man who owned Woodburn Mansion prior to the Civil War. Okay. Uh, He then assisted runaway slaves on the Underground Railroad once the Civil War started. And one night, a group of angry raiders came to Woodburn in search of of escaped slaves. Hmm. Cogill uh, immediately leapt into action, and he was able to successfully run uh, run the raiders off their property. But in the process, one of the raiders fleeing uh, Woodburn Mansion attempted to climb high into a poplar tree during their escape, and then all of a sudden he slipped. Oh, gosh. It was at that moment that he got caught on the knot of a tree, and going unnoticed, he hung there trapped until he died. Wow. Yeah. To this way to go. All right. It seems a little... Um, Final destination-y. Right. <laughs> so to this day, witnesses report hearing the screams as he tries to free himself from the knot of the tree. <clears throat> After Cogill, the mansion was actually purchased by Dr. M.W. Bates. In the early uh, 1820s, the doctor and his wife were hosting a Methodist preacher by the name of Lorenzo Dow. After an evening of socializing, the preacher made his way up to his room and fell asleep. <clears throat> In the morning, he woke and readied himself for breakfast, and as he made his way downstairs, he passed another gentleman walking strangely up the stairs. Mm-hmm. The preacher added that the man was dressed in colonial garb and had a weird shuffle to his feet. Okay. When he reached the breakfast table, the baits started to eat their meal, and the preacher insisted that they wait for the other guest in the home to arrive before they ate. Looking extremely puzzled, Dr. Bates informed the preacher that there was no other guest in the home at the time. Oh, that's weird. As Lorenzo described the man's appearance, the Bateses uh, were convinced that the person that Lorenzo had seen was no other than Dr. Bates's uh, father, who had passed away several years prior. Oh, that's so creepy. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. I. Well, I keep thinking it's the 1800s, so I'm like, colonial garb. 
Mm-hmm. Seems to me in present day 2021, if I saw somebody walking around in colonial garb, I'd be like, okay, Satan, get out of my house. <laughs> but like, I guess in the 1820s, it probably wasn't the style, but people probably still wore those clothes on occasion. Yeah, I guess so. Fashion's I mean, ever evolving. Oh, of course. <laughs> but it was like, so, I mean, when you say colonial clothing Mm -hmm. i think of soldiers and so maybe that really didn't change very much maybe i see i always think of like colonial garb i always think of like pilgrims especially on the east coast i don't know why (laughs) like all black with like the white shirts and like the weird like tie thing and like the weird hats (laughs) i don't know that's what i think of when i think of colonial garb i think of soldiers and like fair especially because this house was built um like just a little before the civil war so like that would make sense too weird super weird i also want to know how the dad got there like did he die in the home or did he follow them like is he haunting like a possession of theirs i don't know i mean we would have to figure out why he's connected to the house right it'd be weird i couldn't find that information i looked i looked for like 45 minutes to try to figure out that piece of the puzzle (laughs) I was like, did he die in the house? Nobody had the answer. Anyway, so (laughs) the dining room of the mansion is also said to be a prime location for some friendly apparitions. (laughs) Several uh, governor's wives have reported seeing ghosts in this room. They all have reported to hear footsteps at all hours of the night. Others have even reported that when they would go and attempt to locate the cause of the noise that they would see men dressed in revolutionary-era clothing floating across the room. Mm. See, that's... Mm-mm. I would, I would be gone. <laughs> I fully believe in ghosts. And... No, definitely. Uh, these dining room ghosts seem to be uh, more fun-loving than the one mentioned outside of the poplar tree. Mm-hmm. It's reported that ghosts in the house have been nicknamed the wine ghosts, and the reason... <laughs> it's very quite simple. Oh, what it is. These spirits will, um, they like to imbibe themselves on any sort of wine that is left out or unattended. So they're lushes. Yeah. Witnesses have placed down their wine glasses only to return moments later and the glass would be empty. Oh, that's great. I mean, there's two ways to this. They can <laughs> say they're putting it down. That it's still full. Or they're really drinking it. And they're drinking it themselves. I literally was like, either somebody has a drinking problem (laughs) or like the staff is getting lit off of your good wine. Like, (laughs) because I mean, it's the governor's mansion, right? So I would imagine there's probably, it's a mansion. Right. And this is like 1800s. So I'm assuming there's good wine. There's good wine. They probably have staff members of the house. Of course. And even if it was the governor's mansion, even more so if it was the governor's mansion, they probably have at least a couple people on staff at the house. Especially if you're having a party. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to clean up. You know the <laughs> It ain't going to be the governor. Right? No, he's not going to do that. Does that come out of the Delaware taxpayers' pockets? Oh, 100%. Hmm, that sucks. <laughs> so, um, Governor Charles Terry Jr., uh, he, he actually reported one ghost in particular uh, that he caught helping themselves to the selection of vintage wines that he had stored in the dining room. 
<laughs> he f- caught a ghost. Like he walked in and the ghost was like dr- drinking the wine. That's so weird. That's it's so it's crazy. a weird visual, right? Because like. Does it like go away after that and the bottle of wine drops to the ground? Like, right. Or it just stays there and says, hey, what up? Or do, I mean, does it even need to like. It does it even need to pick the glass up? Like, does it just absorb? Like, how does that work? I I don't know how ghosts work. I don't think it's osmosis. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. This is paranormal, man. Anything's possible. Because it's what not normal. <laughs> Hence, paranormal. Thank you for the breakdown. You're welcome. So a previous owner prior to it being the governor's mansion, um, he even reported on several occasions that each night he would fill a decanter with wine in the dining room. And when he would wake the next morning, the wine was gone. Mm. Which also, well, I don't know. This is before it was the governor's mansion. Somebody was drinking the wine. Probably ghosts. I like the idea of ghosts getting lit on somebody's wine. That's fun. But everything we've ever heard is where ghosts don't need food. They don't need sleep. They don't need those things. We've been wrong before. That is Area 51. That is very true, but it's just so weird to me. It is. It's very odd. Every, when I was reading this, I was like, this seems like a hoax that they tell to, like, get tourists to come. And maybe I'm spreading these hoaxes. I don't know. But I like the idea of wines getting lit, wines, of ghosts getting lit off of wine. <laughs> I mean, I like it, too. I, I can't wait to see if that's a thing. Right. It's so weird. Um, there's also one more uh, reoccurring haunt that, that goes on at the Woodburn Mansion. Okay. And it's actually the spirit of a young girl. Mm, children. Dressed in a red gingham dress. People who don't know, gingham is like a checkered pattern. Okay. I didn't know. Thank you. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wear sweats every day. Fair. The little girl in the dress is often seen outside in the gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, although historians do not know who this girl is or how she passed away or what her connection is to the mansion Um at all, there was no reports of anybody dying on the property, like a young girl dying on the yeah. property. Um, they don't know anything about her. The little girl is often seen uh, splashing in the fountains and the pools around the property. I mean, that's creepy. Yeah. But she's a little girl. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like just somebody having fun. Right. And it might have been like, a, I don't know, like a grandkid or something of one of the previous owners. Yeah tripped and fell down the stairs that happens a lot the hotel i'm going to in austin in a couple weeks is like the most haunted place in america supposedly or something stupid like that and i'm terrified i don't want to go but one of the ghosts is a little girl who like literally chased her ball down the stairs and broke her neck i mean you shouldn't have looked that up before and they have a portrait of her on the fifth floor and she likes to hang out by her picture and i said no why are we doing this Where are the priests to get rid of these demons? You better take some sage. Oh, I'm taking my sage. I got Palo Santo. I got crystals. I am armed up. I might get some holy water. (laughs) I'm going to bring a real Bible, not the Mormon Bible that they put in the bedside table. The Mormon Bible? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Latter-day Saints, not Mormon. I apologize. (laughs) 
not playing any games. You you do it. It's okay. And ghosts terrify me. Oh yeah, especially when you're going to be by yourself. Yeah, I'm bra- I'm wearing a crucifix. I don't know. Saint Michael, Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Somebody save do me. Some hail marys when you get absolutely <laughs> terrifying. So, uh, back to the little girl in the gingham dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this little. Uh, We'll call her a trickster, if you will. Okay. I mean, she's probably a child and wants to play tricks. Absolutely. Um, she's She was even reported to crash the governor's inauguration ball in 1985. Um, countless guests reported that they felt little hands tugging at their dresses and tuxedos in the crowd. That's creepy. And uh, several other people even reported seeing that the apparition was floating shyly in the corner of the reception hall. Mm. So... Weird. I want to. So this. I like that we have some history with the Underground Railroad. That's really cool. Yeah. Kind of sad that the slave trader. Inadvertently hung himself. I mean, on accident, but I mean, he was going to capture the slaves back and take them back to like horrible lives. So, yeah. Karma. But still sad. Still very sad. And then like. I don't know. I want to know. I want to know who these ghosts are in the dining room. Like, why are there all these like revolutionary era men just floating around? Why are they stealing my wine? (laughs) Who's this little girl? There are so many questions here. And I wish like historians did a better job. I wish the family kept track of their history better. But most of the time (laughs) when you are experiencing paranormal activity, you just want to get the hell out. Well, you want to get the hell out. And then I I imagine a lot of people don't talk about it. Because then you can't sell the property. You can't sell the property. People think you're crazy. Yeah. Because a lot of non-believers out there are going to say, no, you're just a little sleep deprived. Go Mm -hmm. take this pill and take a nap. Right. No. (laughs) I saw what I saw. (laughs) Absolutely not. But... That was the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Woodburn Mansion. That was a good one. In Dover, Delaware. They are open. This is totally not a paid advertisement for them, but they are open to tours, and they do let people tour the house uh, presently. Might have to do it eventually. Are we taking a trip to Delaware? I've never been to Delaware. I'd be down. We should take a trip to Delaware. I'm down. Let's go see this mansion. On-site podcast. On-site ghost hunters (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of unsolved america head on over to facebook and instagram and follow us at unsolved america mvp and be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform if you need to contact us please email unsolved america mvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week this has been an mvp podcast my village productions